This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephyr, only on 101.9 High FM. Music has the ability to capture and articulate emotions in a way that words are unable to. A while back, I found myself in a situation in which I felt awkward and uncomfortable. Before leaving my car, I turned on the radio for some musical inspiration, and to my amazement, this is the song I heard. Save me, take me away to the moonlight, the people around me don't feel right, what are we And that song, of course, was Save Me from the musical group Clout. I marveled at the fact that that South African band, an all-woman 1970s South African band, happened to capture my exact feelings at that moment. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have Cindy Alter in studio with me. She is, of course, the front lady from Clout. Cindy, (laughs) welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Cerise, thank you. You've got me a little bit teary today. (laughs) Look at that. You know, I think when people tell me how much music moves them and what music does to them, that is what resonates with me um, as a musician and as a human being because mu- uh, we say music chose me when I was a little baby and I have, that has been my muse. Music has been my muse. I have foregone everything because of music. So when I heard that song, a whole wave of nostalgia came over me. I hadn't heard it for quite some time, and it brought me back to being a little girl kind of (laughs) singing that song. And I didn't realize then, obviously, that that the group was Clout, that it was a South African Mm. group for one. I know. And two, it was an all-woman group, which must have been really unusual. And I think, Cindy, I'd like to get from you a sense of what what it was like in the 70s, at that time, young women traveling aboard during apartheid yes. capture an essence of what it was like. You must have all been like very young. And very young, and the whole thing was very surreal in a way because of all those factors. Firstly, women were not really – I mean, yes, there were a lot of women in music, but there were not a lot of sort of rock pop women in music. It was mostly solo artists, um, very occasional bands. And the bands that were coming up at the time were bands like Heart – and Fleetwood Mac, and we had Susie Quattro, she was a rocker. So we didn't have a lot of role models, and especially for young girls, they didn't have role models. And in the 70s, it was just the start of the women's movement where women were saying, you know what, I'm not just going to be that, that I've you've defined me as my whole life. I'm going to be whatever I want. So there was all these little rebellious Outbursts going on Clout created More of that because It was like oh my god look at those chicks In their leather pants looking so cool Playing instruments We can do anything we want Was Clout the first South African all girls band? I think there was another one Much earlier in the years but I don't think it, it, It featured you know But Clout was visible Clout became um, An icon in a way to young girls looking up to these other girls, even same age, older girl, older women looking at us and going, Oh my God, look at these chicks. Look what they're doing. Um, and, and then of course the apartheid thing. Um, at that time, no bands were allowed to come out of anywhere in Europe or the States or anywhere. 
no overseas bands were allowed to play here. If they did, they would be boycotted by their country. And none of us were allowed to go anywhere because we were boycotted by the other countries. So when Substitute started hitting the big charts, and I'm talking about going shooting from like 20 to 2, you know, and then suddenly going to number 1, Germany, France, Holland are all saying, we have to have this band here and they have to do all these TV shows. So in those days, when you had a hit, you had to be on their big TV shows and they were huge. Those TV shows were like everything. Everybody tried to get on them and everybody watched them and then you got to see what was on the hit parade. So uh, it was like almost the case of the power of music. The power of music broke through apartheid broke through the bonds of women being barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen (laughs) and so it was a lot of things and that is why clout has stood the test of time you know it wasn't just a band and we didn't just have a few songs we had a legacy and we left something behind and what was it like being a young south african touring the world and selling billions (laughs) you know billions of records being a household name people dancing to your music what 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 does it feel like for me personally it was everything i ever wanted because i'd only pursued music my whole life i knew even at school that i was not going to go to university i did not have an academic bone in my body <laughs> i knew but i was artistic talent, and in those days also there was nowhere for an artistic person to go um they had the school of ballet art art and music but i didn't want to learn classics no. so i was Screwed, you know, so to speak. I had nowhere to go. Um, and so school was very frustrating for me until I could, uh, play my guitar on stage at the concerts. And then there was a guitar club and stuff like that. And of course, out of school, I would start playing. I mean, from the age of about 14, 15, I was playing little coffee bars and hotel lounges, whoever would have me. So going overseas was like, wow, dream come true. So when you have a dream as a young kid, you 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 got to keep it alive, whatever it may be, because dreams do come true. And I have many along my path. But as I said, being a young South African, I mean, going to Holland or even walking along the Reeperbahn in Germany, it's like, wow, what's going on here? And they'd been so progressive and so out out there for so many years, and we were so Naive. South Africa was this little platterland, you know. We didn't know anything. Unless you'd traveled overseas, you didn't know anything. Cindy, you, um, Clout carried on for a few years, but yes. then there was kind of internal issues. It wasn't internal, unfortunately. It was, it was external. Managerial, managerial Our issues. Our manager, uh, he dropped the ball completely. He was raking in the money and he didn't really care anymore. And he said, oh, it's just too much trouble handling everybody's personalities and all this stuff. In the meantime, we just cracked into the Billboard Top 100 in America. So the chances of Clout actually sustaining a career and having uh, millions and millions of albums sold in America was right on the cusp of that is when he pulled the plug. (laughs) And um, the one girl said, look, I'm leaving. The other girl had said, I'm leaving. And it was basically left down to me and two of the other girls. And they were all like, you know what? It's, it's done now. We were broke. 
I was living with my parents. I just sold over 10 million albums worldwide. I'd had number one hits all over the world. And I was a broken human being. It was abuse, you know. And uh, it sets a tone for your life. You either decide to be the victim or you decide to be the victor. And for me, it was like no choice. I had to get up, get on with it, start working again, and just pretend nothing had ever happened. Do you move to America? I didn't move yet. Okay. I stayed in South Africa. So Cloud ended around 1981. I stayed till 89. And then I moved to America in 1990. Because you continue to write music. You yes. continue to perform. Yes. Where are you at with your music career? Now? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, just signed a record deal at the age of 62. Have you ever in your life? Um, you know, the music business, very strange business, very fickle business, and it's very youth-based. If you're young and pretty, you can be 12 years old and they will make you into a star. Um, they were signing fetuses. Like they've signed Brittany, Brittany's children even before they were born. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? That that is this kind of business. It is youth, as I said, youth based, hit based, and it is a business called the music business. So if you think you're just going to be, hey man, I'm just going to be this artist and like live my life and just like be cool and happy. Well, enjoy, because then you'll be cool and happy and surfing on the beach and playing your guitar on the side of the road. So I've always been driven. Um, people say, oh, you've had such success and everything like that. What was that like? That was just my lessons. Mm. Those were just my lessons to keep me going, to teach me more. So now when I talk about the music business, I talk about it in such broad terms mm. because I've had so much experience in different genres of it. I've been a pop artist. I, after Clout, um, started a band called the Cindy Alter Band, which morphed into one of the first multiracial bands in this country Amazing. called Zia. And Zia was like an experience of note, playing in the township, screaming for a mandala, um, you know, like begging the world to hear what we were saying, um, changing things as much as we could. And then from there, going to America and starting from scratch because nobody knew me. Mm. And I had to just go, you know what? I'm Cindy Alter, singer-songwriter. Here I am. This is my declaration. <laughs> and for the next 15 years, I was singer Songwriter. Then I came back here, put Clout back together again. How was that? That was fabulous. Boy, did we have fun. We just did a few shows. It wasn't like we were putting the band together forever and ever and that was it. Mm. We just wanted to have a reunion tour. And, and we did what it. was the gap between the original Clout and the reunion tour? Like 30 something years. Wow. And so where was 81 to 2005. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get all the original members because Lee still lives overseas. She was our bass player. And Ron didn't want to do it. He was our keyboard player. And Sandy was available. He was our uh, guitarist. So Cloud was only a, an all-girl band for a very short time. Okay. For our first tour overseas, it was an all-girl band. And then the two guys joined us because one of the girls left. Right, right, right. And then, um, Cindy, just on a personal note, yes. you have survived cancer. Yes. I was diagnosed when I was in America. Uh, 2002, I was diagnosed with acute myelogenous leukemia. And I was dying. It was pretty much on the cards. 
and far from uh, home, very far from home, but been living there for uh, for, okay. for some time. I was already an American citizen, um, but still, you know, I had my sister lived there. But everybody's got a life. Mm. Nobody can stop your life. You know, the, the stories about oh, we get all shave our hair. Mm. It's n- it's not relevant, and it's not necessary. I'm serious. Mm. You know, I didn't want anybody to shave their hair. I didn't want somebody to be sitting in my bedside 24-7. It was me and cancer that had this agreement. And we had to sort it out. Hmm. Nobody could help you. How did you help yourself? Um, instead of making my enemy, I made it my friend. I said, okay, we got this journey together. You ain't going to win this. But let's walk the path and see where we go. And so instead of being, oh, I hate you, and I hate being sick, and I hate cancer, and all that vitriol and poison, I had enough poison being poured into my body for me to create my own poison. I really just, I don't know how, I zened it. (laughs) I was just zenning the whole thing. It was just like, this is what it is. This is where I am. I'm dealing with everything as it comes. And I wanted information. It's good to have information. I wanted my doctor to to tell me what was going on. Tell me what's going on today. Where am I today? You know, how's my body today? What's happening? And we kept in touch like this, you know, until I couldn't. After my bone marrow transplant, transplant, I couldn't function. I thought that was when I was going to die. Then you came back to South Africa. I did. You've written a book. Yes, I wrote a book. Um, along the way, people kept saying to me, Cindy, you should write this book. Oh, my God, what a story. It's not just a story of a musician. It's a story of a human being who's had a hell of a life. And there are challenges in there that I'm sure lots of people have related to, which they've told me. People will read the book and send me a message and say, oh, my God, this was my story here. Or that was my story. And it was amazing how you got through that. And thank you for that. So for me... I think inspiring people is a great service. And to be of service in some way in a lifetime is a gift, Mm. you know. And so I'm not able to give huge amounts to charities. I'm not able to do certain things. I have a very busy life. I travel a lot. But this is the way I give back. Are you planning any more um, travels around the world in terms of, I know Australia have already <laughs> WhatsApp me saying, when are you coming to Australia, I Cindy? Love that. <laughs> I've not been, as I said to yeah. you earlier, I've not been, and I would love to go to Australia, and I think I'm going to concentrate on something like that for next, not this year. This year, um, I started getting my Europe thing back. So last, the last few years I've been going to the UK, doing some gigs, building, building. I still got a PR art uh, agent there who works in media and stuff, and he's so good at kicking my butt. You know, he keeps all the media stuff in line and says, here's your timelines for this, timelines for that. Here's your... So he's a great sounding board. And then um, I last year I did a tour of Germany for the yeah. first time back there in like 40 years. That was spectacular because I thought I was just going to be a whole bunch of clout fans, old hippies coming with their long hair. And I was totally surprised. Yes, there were a lot of clout fans, but there were a lot of young people, people that had heard about clout or just took a chance said, hey, who's mm-hmm. this Cindy Alt? I'm going to that show. And I sold all my CDs. We had to make more. People buy CDs there. 
If I'd had my book, unfortunately my book was just out of print. If I'd had my book, I would have sold like a hundred copies of my book. So they are very interested. And the thing about the audience is they, they are interested in what you're writing about. Mm. So they love to hear your lyrics of your songs. Even though they're German speaking, they all speak English. English. They all understand. And it's a sentiment. So I'm going back again this year. You can <laughs> So Australia's on the back, back foot. It's definitely the on the back foot. But it's going to happen. It Cindy. is going to happen. If anybody would like to get hold of your book or learn more about you yes. or anything like that, what would you recommend, Cindy? They can just email me, cindy.alter at gmail.com or go to my website, cindyalter.com, leave me a message. And I will get back to you. I'm also on Facebook, of course, and Instagram, you know, the usual stuff. And when you release something new, will you let us know? Absolutely. I've actually just released a new song called Hole in a Ring. Okay. Um, I think it has been played here. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Sh- yes, I'm, I don't know Correct. if it has. Do you have Hole in a Ring? Cindy mm, Alton, not yet. Maybe not now. I think they should have sent it to you already, but I will check with them. And um, so it's just a new single out, just having some fun, doing something chilled, um, working on a new album. Oh, that's, oh, he says, oh, Craig, Craig says you he do. has it. So yeah. I think we're going to play out with it. But Craig, thank just you. before we play out with it, firstly, yeah. firstly, let me say thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And I know it was so easy to get hold of you. It's like <laughs> I went through absolutely every connection I had, that's like around crazy. the country. Um, so very quickly, um, thank you very much for joining thank me. Thank you so much for having me.